0: We are uh, on the bottom of your uh Tezign Amubez, uh mm-hmm. way, way bottom, uh two lines uh from the bottom actually. Mm-hmm. That we were talking about the question of um those who um individuals or Yhuda had, had had made this point and Rabbi Yehuda, Am Rabbi Reb Asi, Ovi so Kohum Shakidesh bis Banaza Khoshin shem and Shem Me We said, Well if uh if a non-Jew makes a Kedushin, so we maybe have to be, con- not maybe, we have to be concerned that perhaps the Kedushin is valid because maybe this is a person who came from the 10 exiled tribes. Um, and we said, well, wait a second, it could be anybody, right? What do you mean? Call the parish from parish. And if anyone in the world, you know that most people in the world are not Jewish. So there's no reason to assume that these people are from the 10 tribes and the are answered. You know, it's in the specific places that we know that these individuals were sent. Um, so, therefore, in those specific places, we have a rule called kavua kamechsa mechsa Dami, When I know that a certain, you know, there's a certain area where it's much more likely that something, that an item is, you know, likely to be found or a person likely to be found. So then it's no longer considered, you know, a rove, but rather, uh, you know, 50 50 at that point. A long conversation in, in Yoruba about this question. Uh, you know, you find a piece of meat, you don't know where it came from. How do I know? It came from the kosher store, the non kosher store. But the bottom line, that's, that's the Gemara said Fine. So the Gemara is now going to, g- going to uh, explain how we know that there were certain places where um, certain places where the uh, the ten tribes were sent. How do I know? Uh, the following the following pasuk. What's the pasuk? So this pasuk in Malachim Bays Tells us that um, he right settled them uh, in the in Khala and Chabor, the ri- the the river of Gozan and the city known as Madai. Right? Madai is actually we hear in Chel Parasim Madai. We hear about in uh, in the Megillah, right? In the Megillah. But nevertheless, this is a the place, place where they were going, that they were, that they were sent um, up north, right? And the um, uh, and the Gemara explains Chalach Ze Chalzon. Right, the Chalach is this place called Chazon. Um, Chavor, excuse me, next to next daf, Zuchad Right, that's a place called Chalyav. Um And Nahar Gozan, Zuginzak. The river of Gozan is a place called Ginzak. Right, these are all places like, like up in Syria, like in that, that type of area. And the cities of 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 Madai, that's Hamadan and uh, and the towns that surround it. Uh, and some say Zonihar so no, a place called Nihar uh, and also its neighboring towns. Fine. Um, the point being that we know that there are specific locations, right, where the sarrus shvatim were sent, and therefore it would make sense to say that someone who would, uh, you know, a non Jew who would uh, try to create, create kedushin from one of these places, so then we talk, I have to be concerned, that maybe that person is not a non-Jew, but actually came from one of the ten tribes. We're going to see, uh, as we move along, that there was a lot of intermarriage, and all kinds of things going on, with the Aserosh Hashvatim, when they were sent out of the Eretz Israel, and that's why there's, I mean, you might say, well, if the person's totally not Jewish, why would I assume that they come from the ten tribes? And the answer is because there was so much intermarriage, um, very quickly, that they got, like, swallowed up, uh, and that it was pretty clear at this point that there would be people who would self-identify as not Jewish, who may very well have been Jewish, and we're going to have to see how that uh, how that goes. Um, fine. The, the, the gemara just continues for a second. man, right, what, what you know? What, what does that mean? The you know Chavroseh. It's it's you know friends. The the, the, the towns around these areas. So Amreshmuo Kerech mushche chidki v'dumkaya. Uh, These places were the towns that were around Nihar. Uh, And Yohan adds, And all these people, all these places, um, we treat them like psulim. So let's look at Rashi. Rashi, An Yudzainam, and Aleph at the top. Kulam, Liv Sol. Ruban, Mamzerin. Most of the people came from these places. Were I mean, what what were we saying about these places and the people in them? That Ruban Mamzer, most of them were Mamzers, were right? That Mamzer again is a not a, a Jewish person, right? But a, a Jewish person who's not allowed to marry any non-Mamzer um, because of their because of their status. Um, typically, like we've said, that we'll, we'll see in a second. Let, let's read Rashi. Right, Rashi himself says right here they got swallowed up, right? In not not like. Uh, like tameh, but like swallowed up within the non-Jewish uh, nations. ki but their children are still Jews. We're going to talk about this question in a moment. Uh, the children that come from a Jew and a non-Jew, a, a relationship between a Jew and a non-Jew, right? Um, so we know if the man is Jewish, if the if the, if the woman is Jewish, and the man is not Jewish, so the children are still still Jewish, right? Vinoach vehen iser mamzerus vehen is haru venasu ze achoso. Obito, right? Because what would happen is they, they were also, not only did they marry non-Jews, but they also were involved in marrying Arayos. So brothers and sisters were getting married and all kinds of inappropriate relationships were taking place, um, which do create mamzerus. A, a Jew and a non-Jew does not create mamzeris, um, but these other cases did. Um, so, But once people are, uh, are involved in incestuous relationships or other relationships, which are Isui Arayos, so then at that point, the children who come from those relationships are mamzerim. Um, and that's why, that's what Shmuel means, that's what Rav uh, means to say, that these cities are places where the people who come from them are lipsol. We assume that they are psulim, Not that they're not Jewish, but that they are mamzerim, and therefore um, are not able to marry um, other Jews who are not mamzerim. Right? So obviously that uh, brings a lot of questions with marrying people who come from these cities. Okay. So, continues the Gemara as follows. So, that, that just, you know, closes this point that, yes, there were certain places where we knew that the Sarches were sent, and therefore it makes sense to be more concerned that the person who's making Kiddushin, even, even though he's self-identifying as a non-Jew, may actually be Jewish, um, and therefore maybe be actually the Kiddushin. So, the Gemara is going to address this question now. So, Ki Amrisa Kameh De Shmuel. When this idea was said in front of Shmuel, this idea from Yehuda Marvasi right, that, uh, that we should be choshish for kiddushin, right? Um, this, this, this rule, when it was said in front of Shmuel, Amalai, so he responded as follows. Bincha haba minayisir We're going to actually change, not change. I think that even the Bach in the end leaves the gears the same. So we're not going to change this little Aleph. We're not going to change the gears. So he says as follows. Bincha haba minayisir karibon bincha. Your son who was born from a Jewish woman is your son. This is a claw that we all know, right? In terms of how you determine someone's Jewish status or not, right? How or the Orthodox world determines halakha, determines uh, someone's Jewish status. What is it? If your mother is Jewish, you are Jewish. If your mother is not Jewish, you are not Jewish. No such thing. as half Jewish or a quarter Jewish. Or, that's no, there's no such thing in the halakha. You're either Jewish or you're not Jewish. So uh, I guess in certain situations, you can be suffix Jewish if you don't know. But there's no such thing. You either are or you're not. How do we determine it? By your mother, right? And this we're gonna have the the, the 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 this is comes from the, from the statement of um, of Shmuel. your son who comes from a Jewish woman is considered your son. But a child who's born from a non-Jewish woman, she's no longer called your son. She's called her son. Or he's called her son. Okay, how do we know? So the Gemara doesn't totally explain the drasha, but Rashi does. So look at Rashi. Rashi explains this is a very important drasha, which explains this concept. So let look at Rashi right to the side. Amr min etc. How do I know the nafgalon michi yasir as binicha meacharai. The pasuk actually, um, if you look, actually the art school has the whole pasuk there. If you're using the art school in, in, uh, on seventeen a one, there's uh, on the bottom note seven gives you the whole all the psukim. Right, so there's an Isra there of, of intermarriage, right? If anyone asks you if there's an Isra of intermarriage, the answer is yes, yeah, in the Torah. Um, the Pazuk says, right, So you can't marry non-Jews. Um, you should not give your daughter to their son, and you should not give um, your daughter, uh, and his daughter, you should not give to your son. Um, and the puzzle continues to say, Because what's going to happen is going to take your son astray and follow, you know, uh, follow other, other gods. So the interesting the, Gemara seems, the Torah seems to give a, a reason. You shouldn't, get, you shouldn't have intermarriage because what's going to happen is the spouse will take the other person into a reserve. But the bottom line is that's the Isser. So look at Rashi. Rashi explains what's going on here. So Rashi says, "The danaf the michi yasir es binicha Right? Says so you're going the in this marriage when this marriage takes place, one of the people will be taken off the derech. V'lo k'siv ki yasir So ki it means that and he will take your son off the derech. It doesn't say and she will take your son off the derech. What's the point? Alma lav abito lo tikach mehader. Meaning. What what's the case we're talking about? We're not talking about the case when we say that you shouldn't get married to a non Jewish person. Why? Because if you do so, you will be or your children will be taken off the derech, right? So if it says kiyasir right. kiyasiras means what's going to happen? He, meaning your non Jewish husband, is going to take your son, your child, from this relationship, and will take him off the derech, right? What does that mean? It means what's the example? The example is a Jewish woman who marries a non Jewish man. What am I concerned about? They're going to have a child, and what's Achinah going to be like? Right, the father is going to take this Jewish child and uh, take him to you know worship Baal, etc. Right, you're going to have this Jewish child from this union, and, and this the non-Jewish man is going to take the child and teach him all kinds of things that are not not that, that are etc. What does it not say? It never says Kitasir that she will. Meaning, what would be the other example? Other example is a Jewish man who marries a non Jewish woman. That case is not referred to in the Torah. Why not? Because we, we, once that happens, the child doesn't. We, the whole point is that this child is still your child, and we're nervous that the non Jewish spouse will take your child off the derech. So when it's a, a man married to a, 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 a Jewish woman married to a non Jewish man, so the Torah says, <laughs> this non Jewish man will take your son, who's Jewish, and take him off the derech. But when it comes to a case, of a Jewish man named a non-Jewish woman it doesn't say and she will take your son off the derech why not? because it's not your son because at that point once he's born to the non-Jewish woman he doesn't even have the status of your son anymore so it's not it's, we, in a certain sense we don't even care we do care obviously but we don't even care what's going to happen further because the child is no longer Jewish look at Rashi Tasir. Um, and she said, "Did the, the non-Jewish woman will take your child off the derech?" No. What, see, what you see is is that if you would have a child, right? Um, if you if you would have a child with this non-Jewish woman, she's not. He's not even called your child. And Simon called that she's taking him off a of derech, because he's not Jewish. And therefore, these people are actually fully, fully not Jewish. So the Gemara so that's just in terms of understanding the drasha, right? This is this, is this drasha, this is the idea how we know from the Pasuk that a, a, a child born from a non-Jewish woman is not Jewish at all, a child born from a Jewish woman is totally Jewish. Fine. But what's the Gemara's kasha? What was, what was what was Shmuel saying? Shmuel was saying as follows: He says, "What do you mean? You said in a scenario where uh, a non-Jewish man is Mikaddish, uh, you know, or, or a non-Jew is involved in kiddushin, we should be or a marriage we should be chosesh the kiddushin. He says, what do you mean chosesh the kiddushin? If the if the, uh, if the person involved is a Jewish man and a non-Jewish woman, nothing to talk about. There's no marriage there, right?" Or shouldn't say there's no marriage. The, the children aren't even going to be Jewish, right? There's nothing even to this ch- the point. We're talking about the the children who are coming from these relationships, right? So if you had Jewish men who were marrying non-Jewish women, were nervous that maybe they came to the Shvatim and maybe they're Jewish. What do you mean you're nervous they're Jewish? They're not Jewish, right? If, it's, if it was a Jewish man married a non-Jewish woman, the children are not Jewish at all, right? It's not mamzerim it. What are you talking about? They're just not Jews. So that's Shmuel's kasha. I know your response is going to be what? What about the opposite? The Gemara going to ask that, that question also. Alright, so, so let's just read in the inside. So again, when this idea, when Shmuel was told, you know, that when a non-Jew does Kiddush, we have to be khoshesh, concerned, maybe there was real Kiddush in there. Because maybe his, his relatives were originally from the Ten Lost Tribes, and he's not Jewish, and maybe he's not really not Jewish. The answer is, what do you mean? So he responds, I'm what do you mean? If this child is coming from a non-Jewish relationship, a relationship with a non-Jew, and it was a, a Jewish man married to a non-Jewish woman, the child's not Jewish at all. So what do I have to be concerned that maybe... This child, who then grew up and made a kiddushin, that, he, that he's really Jewish, um, doesn't make any sense. He, he, you can assume that he's a non-Jew if because if they were all intermarrying, then the child's not Jewish anyways. So "What do you mean? Bonos. What do you mean? There are there were there were non-Jewish women who married Jewish men, and those children would be Jewish a thousand percent. You just said it, right? So v'amra um, v'inesh v'amina." And we know, according to your calculations, the, the, the children born from the Jewish women who would marry non-Jewish men would be Jewish. So what, what kind of kasha is that? So it says the Gemara, I'll tell you what. So they say we have a tradition. What's the tradition? The tradition is that the women who came to, to from the 10 tribes, when they were exiled to, to all over the place, that from the experience of being um, from taking being being taken, you know, uh, taken captive and taking up you know out to all these you know far off places, they actually became sterile. Their wombs were 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 damaged. Look at Rashi, Rashi says da Dara Dasarashvatim, it's daruye, it's true, nifka rachaman, miliklot zera. That literally means that their that their rooms were 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 removed or ripped out from being able to have children. Vinasu Akaros and they became they became uh, infertile. Meaning in some way that they not not some like hocus pocus, but mean that that there was some misery they had that that the women at that point became so doesn't mean every single one, but probably as a as a rule, as a general clause, what happened was that this became a problem for them. So therefore the point being that the vast majority of the relationships between Jewish and non-Jewish, uh, uh, you know, couples in the, in, by, the by the Sarcher Shvatim were, by, you know, vast majority were Jewish men marrying non-Jewish women. So if that's true, then yes, the question is so valid, why not even have to be concerned that any of these children would be Jewish? It's very unlikely, because most of the time it was Jewish men marrying non-Jewish women. Um, okay, so that's from Moskasha. Ikedam, right? Back in the Gemara, Another. Others say this in this question in a different way. Camrya, come to Shmuel when they said this in front of Shmuel. Amalei, meaning they said this this point that have to be concerned that that a, a marriage between a Jew and non Jew um, would create would create would create kiddushin. Amalei, those zozim misham at she asaum ovdei kochavim gemurim. Sheneh b'ashem bagdu kibanim zayrim zayrim yaladu. So um, the the response is that no, when when Shmuel said this. What did they say? They actually made a decision. And they made a takana that all of these individuals, meaning that when Shmuel was told this idea, you know, maybe we should be concerned, maybe they're Jewish, and then maybe the kids are mamzeria, it's going to cause a whole problem. What did they do? They said, you know what? What's the, we're going to make a that Anyone who comes from the shvatim is not Jewish. Anyone who comes from non, they made it they made a takana basically. Um, which is very difficult, because in general, we have a rule, especially very timely for right now, Yisrael, it doesn't matter how many of you do, doesn't matter what you did, right? Um, there's absolutely no such thing as a Jew who did, who is so bad that God says, I don't want you anymore. There's no Jew who can do, there's no number of a you could do um, that would make you no longer have a status of a Jew. So, you know, some point out, this might be like a you know, unique situation that happened in the history of the Jewish people. But otherwise, we typically don't, uh, don't say such a thing. Um, it's a good question, like, you know, which, which approach we follow in this Gemara is actually very relevant. You know, people talk about certain, certain, uh, certain countries where the people there say they're from the 10 lost tribes, etc. you know, if that would be true, again, true or not true. But if we have some way of verifying it was true, according to this mandam and the Gemara, maybe it wouldn't even matter, right? Because we'd say that they, that they were considered not Jewish according to, uh, according to the Tamir Chacham of that time. But fine. Uh, and, and the point is, what does it mean? How does the, the Pasuk proof? Because the passage says, Hashem that they abandoned Hashem, kibanim because they had non-Jewish children. Right? Zorim is non-Jewish. Right? They're like a zog, like a totally strange children, and that that language implies that they were now considered totally non-Jewish. Um, okay. Um, so it would sound like at this point that we reject that concept of. Uh, uh, you know, a, a non-Jew makes kiddushin or tries to get married, etc. Being Khoshish for kiddushin uh Shmuel rejected it. Uh, Yosef of Yosef acharay the Rav Kahana, so Yosef was sitting behind Rav Kahana, but Yosef Rav Kahana um Aviyaz Rav Kahana kameh the Rav Yehuda, and Rav Kahana was sitting in front of Rav Yehuda. But Yosef v'ka'amar, and he said as follows: Asid in Yisrael da'avdik yom, Asid in Yisrael da the yomatova kichar ve'tarmod. They're going to make a in the future. They're going to make us, uh, you know, a celebration when tarmud is destroyed. If you remember, we talked about the Talmudin people came from that city, the people from Tarmud, and that they were we were concerned about them that they were mamzerim. So they're going to make a they're going to make a Yom-tif when Tarmud is destroyed. Look at Rashi, Yoma Tava. It's like uh, probably like ten lines down from where we are in the Gemara. Why? Mishim de mamzerim him. That they were the people from Tarmod. It sounds like they were weren't just, you know, innocently uh, intermarrying with, with with Jews, but they were like a purposely or you know, non-mamzerim, but they were sort of purposely doing so, and like in a certain sense, you know, really uh, in, impacting the uh, the families throughout throughout Kal-Israel. So when Tarmod was destroyed, it was you know, uh, it would it was going to be a happy day because these people were causing a lot of. A lot of problems. It's kind of a difficult thing to say if they're Jewish people, to say that this is going to be a yomtiv when this city is destroyed. It's a very, you know, very intense thing to say. But nevertheless, maybe because they were actually more like roadfim, in a certain sense. They were really, like, you know, attacking in the way that they were acting. Um, says Gemara, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It was destroyed already. Didn't you know? Tamod is gone already. What do you mean they're going to make a yomtiv in the future? No, no, no. no Not tamod. Not tamod. Tamod. Tarmod. Right? These are two different places. Talmud was destroyed, but not Tarmod. Uh, Rav Ashi, Amar, han tarmod, han tarmod. Rav Ashi said, no, Tarmod and Tamod are the same place. It was like two sides of a, of a town, and when one side would be destroyed, they would rebuild the other side, and then when that side would be destroyed, they would rebuild the first side. So it was really, it was Tarmod and Tamod were like two sides, and they were like, you know, whack-a-mole. When one would be destroyed, the other one would pop up. When you destroy one, the other one would pop up. So uh, that's why you thought they were destroyed, but really it's not totally destroyed yet. Um, okay. Yosef, Rabbi was sitting in front of Ula, v'kahave Bishmaitza, and they were fighting. They were fighting. You know, he was attacking him. Rashi says, v'kahave <inaudible> maksha. Right? He was, they were, you know, they were attacking each other. In halacha. So, Amar, ma gavra, ma Right? What kind of person you are, he says back to him. Um, ilav the the har the harpanya masay. You know, you'd be a great person if you didn't come from Harpanya. Okay, Rashi says ilav the harpanya masay. Okay. mean, Ula said this about Rav by the way. So Rav says about Harmanuna, you're you're amazing, right? You're amazing. Rashi says. Look, Rashi just before that, Amar Ula Alei the Rav ma gavra gavra kama hu gadol. How you know you're big? You're amazing. You really have good kashas. If it wasn't, if you weren't from Harpanya Masay Rashi, she'enam yuchasim, because in the Harpania, so these are people who, again, there's a concern, they were Mamzerim, etc., they didn't know their are yichas. It was a concern. Um, and what happened? Echsef, he got embarrassed. <laughs> kind of things I have to say about him, right? He got all embarrassed when I mean, he's attacking my yichas, saying that I'm not, that I'm maybe not a Kashif Jew. What, what are you talking about? So Amlay, so Ula said back to him, okay, sorry. Kesef dilgalsa lehecha yahavta. He goes, where's your, you know, where, where do you send to the IRS? And where do you send your taxes to? Where's your official address? i alay nara. I send it to, to 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 the you know to the fum nara. So okay. Sorry, I take it back. You're not from Harpanya. You're from fum nara because the place that you send your taxes to—that's your real location. You were trying just to like you know take it back. He didn't really mean it. You're not really from that place. So it says Gemara. My Harpanya What's Harpanya I'm Harsha It's a city that everyone turns to. What does it mean everyone turns to Rashi says, People meaning people who are, have trouble with their yiches. Again, it doesn't mean yiches like you're not from like Tamil Chachamim. Like today we talk about yiches. They mean like, you know, oh, it's like a chashu family or they have lots of money or whatever kind of nonsense. But when we, when we, when we uh, or not nonsense, they have a wonderful family, they have, you know, good midos. You know, there could be one yiches. When we say yiches, we just mean what type of people are they that you're coming from? Here, yichas means something much more serious. It means, like, are, is your family mamzehim, which would be an actual problem for how to get married, um, because you wouldn't be allowed to. So the point is that Harpanya was a place, Harpanya, the place where people would turn. If they had no place to go, they had trouble with their yichas, they couldn't prove their, you know, who, who they were from, etc. They didn't have a it. so they would, go to, they would go to that place, because uh, that would be a place they could, they could still get married. Um, right? In the mission, they say, no, that any person who didn't know where family they're from, where sheva they're from, they would go there. So, and that's deeper than Shaol. Shaol is like Gehenim, like hell. Because what? As the prospect says, um, when it comes to uh, you know, this place called Shaol, right? From the hands of Sha'ol, I will be redeemed, I'll be, and I'll be uh, redeemed from, Mavis, from, from death. Right? Umsu mm-hmm. being a momzer, there's no fix. There's actually some t- conversation I had a quote from the lead, all kinds of conversations how to do it. But the bottom line is pissed. typically someone who's a momzer cannot be un-mamzer. But someone who goes to get they can do chufa, etc. They can eventually they they get out. Um Fine. Um, so, so this is the last line in the in the parak. Psula de harpania mishum. Psula de mishon. Someone who is who is a apostle from Harpania. It's because they had a psula already from a place called Mishon. Psula de Mishon mishum. Psula de Tarmod. That's because again they came and they came from people from from Tarmod. Psula de Tarmod mishum Adi Shlomo. The people of Tarmod who were psula and came from the descendants of of the uh, servants of Shlomo, as we mentioned earlier in, in the Gemara. Dami Inchi, kava rava vekava zuta. Mignadar right? Because they, they would say about people from the people in these cities, what would they say about them? They would say a, a big kav, a large, a small kav, it doesn't really make a difference. They're all gonna be uh, go down to sha'ol, right? They're, meaning any type of person being uh, out because of you know from because of some type of problem with their yichis so they would go, they would go to Sha'ol. When we Shaol the Tabr and from Shaol, they'd go to Tarmod when we Tarmod the meshan, and from Tarmod they would go to meshan. And from and they would go down to Harpani. Meaning that these are the, this is like the way someone would go if they were a problem who had, had problematic yichas, so they would end up in these places. People would talk that way because that was where, you know, all these people would kind of know the right cities to go to because that's where you could go to find a, to find a shidduch, basically, if your yichas was not, uh, uh, you know, not provable, etc. So this, uh, this concludes the first parakel. I don't know if you saw my... Uh, my text on Nerve is from the people at, uh, they sent us all magnets. So I put one on my car. If you want a magnet, they're in my mailbox. Uh, that's kind of cute. Um, I don't know if you, do. um, so if anyone wants one, I'm happy to get you one. Um, but otherwise again, I'm finishing the first, first packing in Bumas. Not stam, not stam. not an easy thing to do. Uh, and if you've been enjoying the vacation from the, uh, very difficult gemaras and if almost, Don't worry. Tomorrow morning we'll start with the with the next Mishnah, which will get us right back into questions of Eishes uh, Achiv, Shalhayav, Alama, etc. So, uh, Have a great day.